0: The following is a podcast from a qualified senior care provider heard on the Answers for Elders radio show. Welcome back to Answers for Elders radio. And I am here with Sandy Meyerson, who has written a book called Elder Care Assistance, available on Amazon.com. And we've previously talked a little bit about why it's important for families to get their stuff in order. But we're going to go a little bit farther in this conversation and talk about why do you need to do this and really what is it that you want when you're preparing your assets, putting your assets together. So Sandy, thank you for coming back and sharing your
1: thoughts. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Sandy, now a little bit of background about you, obviously, is you got started in this um, basically when your husband passed away. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And tell me a little bit about that experience.
1: Well, he was diagnosed with colon cancer, and he passed away six months later. Education was most important for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had every We had all the legal documents in place. I had the spreadsheets eventually with all his medical information. Mm-hmm. But I knew what he wanted for his end of life, and that was important to me because you don't know if someone wants to be sustained as long as they can. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want us suffering anymore. Right, right. So it was a matter of just time and keeping him comfortable.
0: Right. And and really, luckily, you guys had an opportunity to probably talk a lot about what is it that he wanted and what his wishes were. Correct. Um, But a lot of times, those things don't happen. I know with my mom, it was like pulling teeth to say, what is it that you want? How do you want me to honor you as your daughter? And those are things, questions I think that families have they have challenges in having those kind of conversations. And I know that, um, you know, as we progress and we get older, we want to be respectful of mom and dad's maybe wishes and and our own wishes. We may not even have thought about, what is it that I want when I'm older? And that should happen if you're 30 years old, 20 years old, because you never know what can happen. Is that correct, Sandy? Yes. So tell me a little bit about you. um, You know, do you have any experiences where that has taken place?
1: Well, it's so important whether taking place whether it be financially, legally, Mm -hmm. or medically. Medically, what do you want at the end of life, Mm -hmm. and how do you want it taken care of? That's medically, legally, you need to make decisions on if you become incapable, physically or or mentally who do you trust taking care of your assets mm-hmm. and then you've got financially you're in the same boat who do you trust taking care of everything mm-hmm. and if you don't have the legal documents anyone could step in and use your money or right. take advantage of you and there's so many older people in particular that are being taken advantage of you. We see this in the news daily,
0: right? Right, and you know that breaks my heart. And, and and I've seen it. I've seen families be torn apart because they think, well, mom would want this, and and you know they're trying to figure it all out. And it's because mom and dad didn't lay it out in advance. And it's also very difficult. What I've found with the quote unquote greatest generation, those that are in their eighties right now, um, they don't want to talk about. you know unpopular things they don't, and they don't want to trouble their children they don't want to talk about downers that and and the kids don't want to bring it up because they don't want to make mom or dad feel like they're you know that they're prying and so it's one of those things that i think is really really valuable that families get on the same page and do that while mom or dad are
1: still alive Exactly. And what's become interesting to me is after I've spoken to a senior group, sometimes they bring a a 40-year-old child with them, but they all sit down and with their children, we're talking 30, 40, 50-year-olds, and they both fill it out realizing how important the financial, legal, and medical information is because we need to know what you want. Mm -hmm. And the children may think, oh, I want, you know, if you become single and you have to be alone, you don't want to live in this house alone and worry about stairs. Right, And this is what the children are thinking. But if the parents are alive, they say, we're fine. But one fall and life changes drastically. And Mm -hmm. then as an experience, one lady, I, one talk I gave, her son was coming down to look at assisted living with her and picked out six places. And my book has four spreadsheets on housing. And the lady had gone through the spreadsheets and they only had to look at two places because she, she knew what she wanted mm-hmm. in a housing facility. And it's not like convalescent homes 50 no. years ago. no independent housing is everything you can want but there's social you can live on your own but there's meals provided for mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. and there's activities and there's social things it's you like go to living on a game. cruise ship or exactly, resort that's exactly. what's so amazing and but you don't have the responsibility of mm-hmm. managing the house
0: well and it's interesting to me too because i'm not going to use any names but there's there's online um services right now that you can go and say you know find a senior living community for mom or dad. But there's really no connection with the family as far as what are their values? What is that person's highest values? And why is it, you know, why are those values most important in selecting a community? And that is one of probably the one of most important factors. So we are talking again to Sandy Meyerson, and she has written the book, Elder Care Assistance, a practical guide to what is it? Covering um,
1: health, legal, and financial that's right, covering, considerations.
0: There you go. Covering health, legal, and financial considerations. And Sandy, this book is on Amazon.com. Is that correct? Yes. How do we find it?
1: All you have to do is go to the Amazon website, type in elder care assistance. And the book will come up. You can put in by Sandy Meyerson, but that's nece- not necessary. Just that's elder great. care assistance. It's also, there's an e-version available. Mm-hmm. So you can choose either one.
0: That's great. So you can do basically like a Kindle version or audio, uh, and you can also do a um, paperback. And, it's and probably audio. And, and audio. Good for <laughs> you. That's great. That's great. And you have spreadsheets in there. And tell me a little bit about what the spreadsheets do.
1: Okay, there are spreadsheets for financial, uh, your legal documents, all your medical information, but it's so important that I have in the book a 911 envelope. And in that envelope, you need, if you have a DNR, do not resuscitate, mm-hmm. that must go in there. A medical directive, who can make medical decisions for you if you are unable. Mm-hmm. The prescription spreadsheet, which lists your doctor as well as the phone number to contact the doctor, but not just the name of your prescriptions, but mm-hmm. the weight of the pill, mm-hmm. how often you take it, is it generic, pharmacy you go to, as well mm-hmm. as a physician and the physician's That's number. Important. And this way, the hospital has no excuses for what you, have, what you have allergies to or whatever. Right. And then you need a copy of the front and back of your uh, medical insurance. Mm-hmm. And lastly, and very important, is a list of important phone numbers. And those five items, if they're in an envelope labeled 911 and you put it on the back of your front door or on your refrigerator, in your glove compartment. Next to your post form that may be on your refrigerator as well. Right. And if you have to call for an emergency, you grab the envelope and go. And you have the hospital doctors have all the information they need to contact whomever Mm -hmm. and manage your medical emergency. That is so
0: much better than – you know, I, as my mother's daughter – when I was her caregiver, I used to keep an envelope in my car and it was in the, um like the pocket of my back seat or my front seat. So, and in that envelope, I had my power of attorney. I had a list of all of her prescriptions, and I had any sort of pertinent information. Um, For example, you know, her likes, dislikes. So if I ever have to go to the hospital, all I had to do when I'd go pick her up or whatever is I could grab that envelope out of my backseat. But you're saying in the home, that's really important as well. Right.
1: And the medical directive is so important because Mm -hmm. only people on that medical directive, the legal document, can make medical decisions for you. Right.
0: Right. And of course, I had, um, you know, I did have a all of her credit cards in my name at that time when I became her attorney. In fact, um, they the banks had automatically issued cards as the AI, AIF for Norma Perkins at the time. So that's how that worked. I'm assuming it still works that
1: way. Is that correct? Every state is slightly different. Got it. Got it. And so. the other thing is many hospitals don't have some hospitals today will have all your information if that's the hospital you go to or your doctors Mm -hmm. are located Mm -hmm. but you can go to another hospital and they will not have the medical information so you can't assume anything right and the other thing is the dnr is only in your physician's office so you can go to the hospital and they don't have it oh they won't have it yeah and the thing is is The people that get you to the hospital, if it's an ambulance, they will do everything to keep you alive.
0: That's right. Unless you have the pulse, outstanding. Right? It's crazy, isn't it? And and one of the things you know, and I guess in closing, I want to talk about you know, I think it's in times of crisis. And when something happens, that families fall apart. They come apart at the seams. And I truly believe that as a responsible adult, every single human being should really have this conversation, first of all with themselves and with your spouse, of what are your final wishes, and then do something about it. Um, I I read a statistic not too long ago that... um, (laughs) The cost of funerals double every three years. They double. They're outrageously expensive. And yet there's things that you can do today that locks in the price of a funeral. So you don't pour that expense to your children. And the other thing is you get your wishes honored. And so this is something I think that, Sandy, you've been so great about talking about really having this conversation, you know, number one with yourself, but getting those pieces in place, I think, which is so important. Isn't that true?
1: Yes. And every generation needs this information. That's great. Sandy, I'm so glad you're here. So tell us how to get your book again. It's available at Amazon.com. And that's the only place you can get it. And you just put in elder care assistance, and the book will come up. And again, the book is for everyone, not just elders, and I've learned that through talking around the country.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you're here, and we look forward to maybe having you back sometime soon. Thank you very much. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebastian here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed.